0: for freedom every day. They're learning at a young age. They're being taught the socialists control. The ones that are blaming Republicans for being Nazis, or being fascist. The ones that are promoting some type of cancel culture. The ones that are promoting some type of agenda of uh, shadow banning. Realize at a young age that, hey... Sure, you can have your freedom of speech, but we can block your funding. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Oh, yes, indeed it is. What's up? Welcome into the program. It is hour number two of our special weekend edition of The Voice of Reason as we do our weekend review. It's also Labor Day weekend, so happy Labor Day to you as well. Hopefully you at least have a day off if you're going to pretend to be a union if you're going to pretend to actually take care of the laborers out there, then try and actually have a day off. So welcome into it. Great to have you along for the ride. It's hour number two of our Voice of Reason radio program, broadcasting from coast to coast all over the place, out of the heart of the nation here, the Patriot on the Prairie. I, our last guest last hour, A.J. Rice, said that, and I think we're going to coin that on the program, the Patriot on the Prairie. I like the sounds of that. We might have to use that. By the way, he's the author of, of uh, The Woking Dead. You can check that book out if you're watching the video feed. We have it right here with us here in studio, which is awesome. Also, speaking of, by the way, uh, I had a comment as well, because last segment I took a drink of water during the show, which you're not supposed to do. No drink or water in studio, right? No food and drink. Can't do that. Be harming all the equipment. Uh, But I have my cup that I have sitting on my studio desk, and it is an iconic mug. And it is one, even if I'm not drinking out of it, I always have it here as a prop as well. But they were like, Andy, what in the world are you drinking out of? And it, for those that don't know, that aren't watching the video stream, because you're obviously on radio or somewhere else, it is a mug of a rattlesnake, which is kind of ironic because my number one phobia that I have in this entire world is actually snakes. That is the only phobia that I have. I grew up in Colorado. Bears don't bother me. Mountain lions don't bother me. Nothing but snakes. No. No, which, of course, I moved to the plains here in the middle of the country in Kansas, and now there's snakes all over the place, and I'm scared to walk out my front door unless I have a shotgun with me. But nonetheless, I have a rattlesnake mug, but there's a reason for it. So, Chad, jump on here for a minute. Do you remember the stand-up comedian that did the late, late show after David Letterman, Mr. Craig Ferguson? Yes, I do. Did you enjoy him? Did you like him? Not necessarily. Blasphemy. How could you? Didn't I care just, for. <laughs> I, I just I could never wrap my mind around him. His his thing, what he did, yeah, his thing. So he was the only late show that I ever watched. I do not care for late night talk shows. I don't care for David Letterman. I don't care for. Uh, I don't even know who's on right now. I just I don't care. I don't listen to any of them. I don't really care about their politics. They're extremely left, and they make no difference to my life whatsoever. But Craig Ferguson, I loved, and I didn't care about his interview with the celebrities. I would watch his stand up for the first half hour where he would wing the entire thing with his sidekick skeleton robot jeff where they were just like goof off but he always had this mug on his desk and i found it one day and i had to get it i i had to buy it because i've never seen it before and i've never seen it since but i had to get this mug uh lucky enough uh next weekend is actually mrs voice of reason and i's 11th year wedding anniversary which is amazing and we decided what we wanted to do for our anniversary this year. And sure enough, Craig Ferguson was coming to the Wichita area. And last week we got to go and see him in person, a check off my bucket list, man. So that was amazing. It was awesome. We got to see the Craig Ferguson man himself, the Scotsman, which was great. And of course, a uh, salute to him with the coffee mug that's on the studio desk here as well. Continuing that legacy of the Craig Ferguson isms that were on and, uh, he was a fantastic late-night show host. All right, let's get into what's trending today, shall we? We got to... Nope, nope, what's trending today? You're scurrying around too much. Bill Ogden, he's going to be joining us at the bottom of this hour. He is with Tactical Civics. He'll join us to talk about we the people and what we can do to try and save the nation and bring the power back to the people and away from the government by focusing at the statewide level. So excited about that one. But uh, outside of that, our what's trending this week was kind of another weird one as I'm starting to realize more and more that... The government, our federal government and elected officials really see the nation as a joke and as a game. And I don't mean that in like a ha way. I mean it as like a serious, they see it as a way for them to play their chess game about how they can get more power and to hell with everybody else. And I'm starting to recognize that being the trend. Now, Andy, you're kind of late to the game. I've known this for a while, let's be honest. But it becomes more evident when we see The more and more ridiculousness that I never thought we would see happen in Washington, D.C. We always knew it was kind of a joke. But at some point, you're like, all right, they're going to take it serious at some time, right? Someday, we'll actually see the government do something productive. (laughs) I know, I just made myself laugh there a little bit. Of course, one of those is our leaders that we have in both chambers of Congress. Now, this last week has brought up the conversation of potential impeachment from the Biden administration, and that coming from Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the House, who made the very in-depth, very detailed conversation during an interview with Breitbart News, making the comment that if we do an impeachment and draw up articles of impeachment, that it wouldn't be by one person, but it would be decided with uh, based on a vote from the Chamber of the House of Representatives, which is the representatives of the people, which, wow, man, I uh, <laughs> I'm so glad that he gave us that deep insight on how the impeachment process works with drawing up the articles of impeachment and putting it on the vote in the House of Representatives for all of them to vote on instead of one singular person doing it. That's kind of how the process works. So thank you, Kevin McCarthy, for your deep insight there. Then we have Mitch McConnell, where Mitch McConnell has had his freeze-up numero dos this week by freezing up for a very long period of time, not knowing what he's saying. He was doing a press conference again with an individual asking him if his reelection was coming up for 2026, or yeah, 26, and whether he would be running again. Which, of course, I think we got our answer. Here That's okay. What are your is for election
1: in three short years? What are your thoughts on that? I'm sorry, I had a hard time hearing. That's What are your thoughts on running for
0: reelection in 2026? What are my thoughts about what? Running for re-election in 2026. Oh. And, and oh, oh, there goes one. Two, three, three, four.
1: Did you hear the question, Senator? Running for reelection in 2026. Number, by the way.
0: Yeah. Still black. I'm sorry, you all. We're gonna need a minute. Oh, hold on! Oh, everybody, stop! Hold on here. He's still frozen, by the way. Still staring off into nothingness. Are you Are you back, buddy? Doing okay? Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Uh, okay. Oh, oh, there he is.
1: Somebody else have a question. Please speak
0: up. <laughs> you would think as a staff member, you would be like, hey, maybe he's not in the best situation to take another question. Move along, sir. But no, no, no. Hey, this this is almost bordering elder abuse, I think, in my opinion. I mean, this is where we're at now. We have a guy that's having seizures or freezing up or locking up in some way, shape, or form. And they're just like, yeah. All right, next question. He's back at it. All right, he snapped out of it. We've hit the reset button, kind of like one of those crank monkeys where you twist the little knob behind him, and they – remember those guys? Yeah, that's kind of what they had to do to him. Hold on. Hold on. we got to recharge the battery here. Do the little battery crank in the back. Okay, now we can start asking questions. Next question, May, to speak up loud because he can't hear very well. This is a joke, man. It's a joke of what kind of leadership we have in Washington, D.C. And oh, by the way, it gets even worse where the physician for Congress shows up and makes a statement, a four-line statement release saying that the reason he's having these freezes is because he's lightheaded and because he's dehydrated. That's, that's the official, oh yeah, that's the official response from the physician at the White House. Now, out of numerous different neurologists that have been interviewed over the past week after this event happened, said, yeah, that's not the case at all. And if any of my students in my class said that was the diagnosis after watching that video, I would fail them and probably slap them because that's not the case at all. So we have the joke in the Senate, which, you know, I'm glad you feel very confident Republicans and the fact that that's our leader right now fighting against progressive Democrats dominating that chamber with uh, Democrats that do very well in bullying Republicans into doing crap that we don't want to do. But then we have the other side that's so brilliant. And this would be a prime opportunity for Republicans, right? It would uh, The perfect time for us to step back for a minute and to watch them self-destruct. Watch the lunacy. I mean, with how bad Mitch McConnell is, Joe Biden's not a whole lot better, and he's been doing it for a lot longer period of time than what Mitch McConnell has that really started in the past four, three, four, five months. Joe Biden's been worse for the entire three years, and he doesn't remember where he's at, saying ridiculous things, even on the campaign trail, which is why conveniently his campaign trail was going from the fridge to the couch in his basement while everybody just talked about how bad Donald Trump was. That was his campaign tactic. Even the VP choice with Kamala Harris didn't go out on the campaign trail talking to a lot of people because every time she did it, her approval ratings went down as well. Which makes sense when you hear really stupid crap like this.
1: And I think the first part of this issue that should be articulated is AI is kind of a fancy thing. First of all, it's two letters. It means artificial
0: intelligence.
1: But ultimately what it is, is it's about machine learning. And so the machine (laughs) is taught. And part of the issue here is what information is going into the machine that then determine and and we can predict then if we think about what machine what information is going in what then will be produced in terms of decisions and opinions um that may be made through that process
0: my brain hurts first off it's a very complicated thing right it's at two two letters ai stands for artificial intelligence very complicated thing where we just input this data and it starts thinking all by itself that my friends is our vice president of the United States. The other one that's getting the the attraction of the Democrat side, the new face of the Democrat Party, is, of course, our favorite that we like to poke fun of with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez.
1: I am told this is a garbage disposal. I've never seen a garbage disposal. I never had one in any place I've ever lived. It is terrifying. I don't know what to use it for or what its purpose is. Like food scraps like is this environmentally sound i don't know Uh,
0: i know the question you're asking right now andy why in the world are you playing these ridiculous things we know how stupid government is no i don't think we realize how stupid government is and i don't think we realize how much control they actually have and i don't think we realize the decisions that they're making where as i said this is a game to them this is not about trying to solve issues of the day It's not about them trying to solve the problems of the world, because I'm sure that you and I could solve them a heck of a lot quicker than what these yahoos could out there who are just trying to play this game of trying to take control in Washington, D.C., and take control and consume as much power as what's humanly possible. Because we have really the top two, top three, top four, top five, really, that are pretty concerned about uh, more ...of the game they play in Washington, D.C., as opposed to actually doing what's best for the nation. We have a Republican Party that's scared by its own shadow, which is why Kevin McCarthy is afraid to put articles of impeachment up on the House floor because he doesn't want it to look, quote-unquote, political. We have the Republican side in the Senate of a guy who's having seizures and can't remember what he's doing because he's 80 years old and been in office for 40 years. We have no leadership of the Republicans and in the Democrats who should be self-destructing in a very easy way for us to win an election. They're self-destructing, but we seem to be doing a good job trying to chase them and compete for them on who's going to do it the quickest and the worst moving into a presidential election. Republican parties across the nation have been an absolute disaster as well, which is another entire story. that's different from what we have time to do right now. So that leads us to now the presidential candidates that are on the campaign trail that are, trying to differentiate themselves from Donald Trump, who, by the way, is still gaining near 60% of the Republican support even after all the indictments, after not even being able to campaign a whole lot because of the trials and the court cases going on. And now we hear the trial that's beginning in March, right, during Super Tuesday and political election season. Coincidence or not? Probably not. And yet he's still dominating the polls among Republicans. But what are the other candidates doing? And how do we take this country back from these types of people that can't even spell out their name half the time. More of that coming up on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. This is The Voice
1: of Reason with Andy Hoosier.
0: Fighting for freedom every day. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Welcome back into it. Got a lot of activity going on on the social media today, which, by the way, you can find us at Hoosier Reason, H-O-O-S-E-R Reason, on all of our social media. have a few more subscribers on our Twitch channel. I have not, I mean, we stream our video on Twitch every day, but I have not actually been on there personally in a long time to actually do a one-on-one with the Twitch crowd. So uh, you can subscribe to it, and I will start doing that now that we're gaining some activity. So cool. Thank you, guys. Love that. Appreciate it. But you can find us on our Facebook, Tweety, or sorry, X now, whatever you want to call it, Uh, YouTube, Twitch.tv, Instagram, TikTok. We do have a TikTok, I know, very taboo, but I don't care, man. Uh, If you don't like government watching you and censoring you and watching everything that you do with collecting your data, then you should get off all of social media. TikTok's run by China. Yeah, and see what our own government does to half the people that they don't like. So I'm not really concerned about them compared to us Uh, (laughs) over one or the other. They're both evil, so either get off all of them or shut up. Just throwing that out there. Uh, But also, we're getting some comments from the streams as well. One of them uh, talking about Mitch McConnell. So so glad that you're a doctor, Andy. That's our mailbox today. Yeah, What's in the mailbox? Snarky comments today, apparently. Andy, so glad you're a doctor. I'm not a doctor. However, I am reading, according to the Fox News report, saying that it's about seven different neurologists have said that Mitch McConnell is not going through lightheadedness and dehydration. Let's just say that he is, though. This is the second time that he's frozen up in front of a camera with the press, which means how many times is he doing it behind the scenes when we're not around to view it and actually see it on camera? He's having this more frequently. He's 81 years old. He did fall and have a concussion a while ago, didn't he? He was in the the hospital for a short time. He's getting older. He mumbles like he's... We got to crank him back up sometimes. Do the back of the... the thing, crank him up, kind of recharge that battery. Again, he's not fit to be the leader of the Republican Party. The problem is, though, and here's the politics that gets played behind the scenes, is right now they don't want to replace him. And the reason they don't want to replace him, because if he steps down, the governor of Kentucky gets to fill that slot. And if the governor of Kentucky gets to fill that slot, guess what? Then Democrat Governor Bashir is the one that gets to choose the replacement. For those that don't know, and this is for most states as far as I'm aware, that the governor of the state appoints someone to fill the role of a congressional seat until the next election. They just sit in there until the election time happens, which means if the Republican steps down, the Democrat governor of Kentucky gets to find a way to replace that seat. If that's the case, then who would they choose? As according to Fox news, governor Bashir has been kind of silent on who he could potentially replace in that seat. If Mitch McConnell steps down. So we're kind of stuck between the rock and the hard place. We have a Republican there that's kind of a moderate, squishy Republican that really screwed us in the last election, let's be honest, Uh, as the guy who runs the finances for the RNC on where the money was going to go to certain Senate races around the country who didn't spend a lot of money in Arizona, who didn't spend a lot of money in races that we needed to have in order to win a potential majority in the Senate, ideally because Mitch McConnell likes to play as the guy behind the scenes, let's complain about everything but not have the power to do it. And that's really what Mitch McConnell's really good for is, well, we'll be the minority leader. We don't want to be the majority leader because then we're actually held to the fire to actually do something productive, which he's very terrible at doing, whipping the party, making them actually vote in unison, working together as a limited government Republican party to do something productive. He's terrible at that. So what does he got to do? He's got to play behind the scenes as a Republican in the minority so he can complain about the bad things but not actually have the power to do anything about it. So that's our leader unfortunately voted on and supported by 80% of the Republicans in the Senate that approved him to be the minority leader again, which means now we have someone who has serious health issues bordering on elder abuse by keeping him in that position when he really needs to be home retired with his family and getting proper medical treatment for him freezing up for 30 to 40 seconds at a time. But if a Democrat governor is running that state, would they choose a Democrat? Would they choose a moderate Republican? wouldn't be worse than mitch mcconnell but would they choose someone that's not along our lines of leadership the question is to me where's the republican senate that could choose a new minority leader to take him out of power and get someone in there that knows actually how to fight for the values and battle the democrats this is the voice of
1: reason with andy hoosier reason meets radio. this is the voice of reason with andy hoosier
0: yes indeed it is on the home stretch here last half hour of the program oh how it flies by so fast man we got so much more to talk about so little time to do it but yet it is a labor day weekend i know you're enjoying your adult beverages probably not a bud light ha! ah see what you did there <laughs> see that But welcome into it. Hopefully you are having a great weekend if you are out and about enjoying. Hey, I want to tell you, and we talk about it quite a bit, but economic issues are a complete disaster across the nation right now. 15 to 20 percent inflation over the past three years, thanks to the Biden administration. Food's up near 30 percent and set to go up another 12 to 15 percent here soon after the trillion dollars the Biden administration wants to invest into the SNAP program all over again, America's been stagnant economically for the past three years under the Biden administration. And it's getting harder and harder for you to just buy the essentials, even just guests trying to travel for your Labor Day weekend. It's time to unleash economic progress across the nation, which is what Americans for Prosperity are doing, as they've launched a massive nationwide campaign for the summer, calling out Bidenomics for what it really is, which is failed economic policy. The real fact checkers are here. And it's time to let people know what's really going on. Be part of the Bidenomics is Broken campaign by letting everyone know about the truth about the economy. Whether it's knocking on doors, making some phone calls or financially supporting the organization or just talking to your family and friends and neighbors. It's time that we bring some truth, reason and common sense back into the economy again, which is what Americans or prosperity are doing. They're the country's largest grassroots organization with chapters in every state and over four million advocates nationwide. For more information on how you can help this massive campaign for truth or for the information to take the truth to the streets, all you got to do is find the information online at americansforprosperity.org. I get americansforprosperity.org. Also follow them on their social media at AFPHQ. Help them reignite the American dream by calling out the failed Biden economic policy with Americans for Prosperity. All right, let's get into our what's trending of the day. What's trending today? Happy to have this guest on the program as we talk about, I mean, we've talked about the last half hour, the failed leadership we're seeing in Washington, D.C. We have Democrats that have gone completely Berserk. We have leaders in the Democrat side that have no clue what their names are half the time. Uh, the very outstanding, very smart, very intelligent Vice President that we have.
1: And I think the first <laughs> part of this issue that should be articulated is AI is kind of a fancy thing. It's, first of all, it's two letters. It means artificial intelligence. Yeah, it's a
0: fancy thing, man. I tell you. <laughs> uh, then we had the Republican side that's scared of its own shadow. Kevin McCarthy scared to bring up articles of impeachment because, well, it might look political during an election season. <laughs> and yet we need to see justice to what's going on. And every time, Republican or Democrat, every single time that we see a bill passed, we see legislation. Look, Congress is headed back up here after the Labor Day weekend this next week, which means we have two items that are on the agenda that are immediately pressing. We have at the end of this month a federal budget that's due, which we haven't passed an actual federal budget since the Obama administration. And we have a Farm Bill 2023 that's due that, again, hasn't been updated in like 10 years and needs to be updated again. Both of those are seeing massive increases in spending. Both of those are not going to be done in a timely manner. And even though we've increased our spending by $4 trillion over the next two years, thanks to both parties, we're not doing anything to bring power back down to the individual and every time we see shenanigans in dc then well there's nothing a whole lot that we as the people can actually do about it so the question is what can we do trying to bring power control transparency back to the local levels we'll talk about that and more really happy to have on the program as he is the current promotional coordinator for tactical civics you can check them out online as well with their website at tacticalcivics.com excited to have on the program bill ogden bill how are you my friend great how are you doing I am living the dream. I appreciate you coming on here, and happy Labor Day to you. What a wild time that we live in, because right now I think why maybe we're seeing polls of Donald Trump having so much support, even Vivek Ramaswamy in, in the, after the debate, is that we seem to be crying for an outsider and sick and tired of normal politics in Washington, D.C. It doesn't seem like the normal go with the flow in D.C. seems to be working anymore, does it?
1: Well, the whole thing's dysfunctional, and it's your fault.
0: <laughs> that is true. Yeah, that is true. What do we do about this? Because right now we have a centralized government where the states have a hard time even doing whatever they want to because the federal government lays down the law and says, uh-uh, you're not allowed to. You need to go our direction. How do we fix this?
1: Well, we don't bring the, we don't bring the power back down to the people. We take the power back up to the people. You know, I'm not a taxpayer. I'm not a constituent. I'm not uh, what a grassroots, I'm none of those things. I own this, this company. This is my company, I own it. By virtue of defeating the British in a revolution, the mantle of government fell upon the shoulders of the, uh, the, the people, the founder of this country. And we were all happy to do our thing. I wanna do farming, maybe you wanna do fishing or hunting or open a shop or talk to people. And so we wrote a job description with 17 specific tasks for the people we hire to do our governmenting. And, uh, you know, I don't know anywhere in this country where people have a job description, uh, like the Constitution, where if they either A, fail to live up to the terms as defined, or B, do things outside what their job description defines, that they aren't terminated. We are the boss. Uh, They work for us. We aren't subordinate to them. This, this is our country. We have the final say here, not them. Yeah. Uh, you said about states. You know, the, the, the myth is, and certainly the way the educational system works, everything's supposed to revolve around Washington, D.C. Look at the news. Oh, look at, in Washington. Not out here in my backyard. I don't see it anywhere close by. The, um, uh, there were two examples I'll give you of the power the states still have. Down in Florida... They reworked their uh, uh, electoral districts and some of their voting processes. And the federal government in the Federal Election Commission said, we're just going to come down there and monitor your elections to see that they're running the way they should be. And the governor of Florida said, the first one of you steps across the state lines, going to jail. So you know what? They didn't come. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, under the Trump administration, The federal buildings and so on out in uh, Portland are being burned and people are throwing bottles of frozen water. And if you remember, he said, we could end this. We could end this so fast. We could do this 24 hours. But they have to ask us. Well, I thought it was like A Few Good Men, where Jack Nicholson's character says, you got to ask me nicely, Danny. No, (laughs) the federal government can't go into a state and straighten out problems like that without first being invited. So here I sit In Clearfield County, Pennsylvania, where we're having some issues with the municipal government, I think there's some fraud going on, and it's been suggested we need the attorney general to come in here. You know what? The state attorney general can't come in without the invitation of the county district attorney. So it's not really that the world revolves around Washington. All government is local, and we propose to take back control locally and work the equation from that end. I'll take a break.
0: What now. we have to do? No, that's I love it. I love it because that's exactly <laughs> what we have to do, isn't it? I mean, so far we've we focused so much on. There's really two um, lines in the Constitution and other things outside of the Constitution that the that the Democrats and and really both parties, the establishment, let's just put it that way, like to run on, which is the general welfare, which is complete manipulation of what the general welfare actually meant it did not mean a welfare state and also the Supremacy Clause, saying that the federal government has the final say in just about everything. What they've forgotten about was the Tenth Amendment and other laws that say here, like you said, here are the very specific duties of what federal government's supposed to be doing. Outside of that, states, hey, it's your government. You figure it out. You are still a sovereign state that is allowing the federal government to do simple duties for a United States as an entire nation, but you're still a sovereign state the compact of the government and that they don't like that. So and that's something that we don't t- teach about a whole lot anymore, is it? I mean, most students coming out of civics class and history class and government, they don't recognize the power that states actually have. And I think that's why we've lost the ability to really oversee a lot of what's going on.
1: Well, if you want your children to know something, you probably should tell them yourself. We cannot depend on the government schools to teach us how to control the government. That would seem to be counterintuitive. Uh, And so uh, really, homeschoolers have a leg up on this because at least they control that. You cannot send a kid to public school and have them come home and not ask them some questions. You know, one of the the places where they knock you off is on the new math, and you don't understand it because it's new. I told my granddaughter, no, it's all the same math, honey, and the only thing people care about is you give them the right change. They don't care if you count your toes or use an abacus or use a calculator. They just want the right change. And smile when you give it to them. Math is math is math. But, we, uh, you know, it's gotten specialized and complicated, and only the professionals can do it and not you. Uh, We have to, number one, take back our responsibility. Civics means I have a role here civics means that I have a part in this. I don't just abdicate authority and send people uh, down to Washington to do or not do my job. I got to check on them. If you're an employer and you have employees, you supervise them. If you have a contractor come in and they can contract to do a building or some some construction for you, uh, you check their work before you write their check. That's just basic, Uh, but not with government. We just let it go and then we do the wailing and gnashing of teeth, that the people that are doing the things we hired them to do would be called public servants. The people who are failing to do what we hired them to do are criminals. And they are the enemy. I don't care if it's global communism. I don't care what it is. uh, They're criminals. Their reason for that I know what their reason is. They want the money. It's always about the money. But the the enemy always – well, they need the power to get the money. They want the money. Yeah. It's it, You can watch an Al Capone movie and see pretty much the same thing. Exactly. Washington Bill, I tell you what, hey,
0: yeah, hang on the line yep. here. We've got to take a hard break here. So hang on the line. I want to continue this conversation. And we've tried to warn people about this for a long time, and we always get the... We didn't listen! We, we didn't listen! Yeah, so we'll do some more of that when we come back on how we can continue to bring this awareness. It's Bill Ogden. It is Tactical Civics. we got lots more to talk about to wrap up the program for a Labor Day weekend here on The Voice Reason. Stay here. This
1: is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. (music) Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier
0: to the last couple of minutes here on the program for a weekend edition of the voice of reason by the way as you go into your labor day weekend which happy labor day to you if you are enjoying it if you actually get some time off well done labor unions you do so well (laughs) again yeah thank you very much uh i just want to throw this one out there for you as the labor unions are all about supposedly taking care of individuals here's the Uh, Latest, Because, you know, labor unions, they endorse majoritively Democrats, majoritively socialists. Bernie Sanders had the number one most amount of donations coming to him from labor unions. Uh, They are now concerned, according to Breitbart News, that they're concerned about EVs, electric vehicles, taking over the auto jobs and complicating the conversations that unions have with the company. Because it doesn't take as many workers to build electric vehicles. There's not as many moving parts in there. So, therefore you're not going to have as many workers. So the ones that are donating and supporting the socialist Democrats are the ones that are now concerned about their jobs being lost due to EVs while they're campaigning and donating to the ones that are promoting the electric vehicles. It just shows the hypocrisy. So if you're in the, one of those labor unions, you just feel very proud about yourself for joining a group that's donating towards your worst interests. We're hanging out right now uh, talking about ways to bring the country back to its sensibil- sensibilities, Essentially Bill Ogden, he's the promotional coordinator for Tactical Civics. You can find him online at tacticalcivics.com. Bill, I got to ask you when was the last time in your opinion that we actually adhered to the constitution with the limitations on each branch, the limitations on the federal government, power back at the at the statewide and local levels? When was the last time in your mind that we actually abided by the constitution the way it was intended to be?
1: We have never enforced the Constitution. If the Constitution oh. is the highest law of the land, what it requires is the people who own this company to enforce the highest law of the land. And there are two mechanisms. One is a 1,000 years old, predates the Constitution, called the grand jury, and the other is called the lawful militia. It's 800 years old, both were in existence when the British were here, when the British left, and after the Constitution was written. And so here's your here's your ladder of solutions. Uh, first of all, these are not extra constitutional, they're intra constitutional You'll find reference to the grand jury in the Fifth Amendment. Uh, you can't be charged with a capital crime without it first running through a grand jury. So we know that they exist, and they've been in existence. The lawful militia, uh, article one, number eight, says in one of the 17 enumerated duties Congress has, they shall call forth the militia, which implies that it's already in existence, already constituted. Call forth the the militia to enforce the laws of the land, put down insurrections and repel invaders, all of which would be handy this day and time. Number 15, I think Congress is supposed to provide resources in support of the militia So this isn't the Montana 3% trying to kill John and Beth Dutton on the next episode of Yellowstone. This is actual constitutional people's law enforcement in support of the grand jury. So here's what we're going to do at Tactical Civics. We're going to build a Tactical Civics chapter in every county across the country. If you look at an election map, you'll find that most of the country's red, precinct by precinct, county by county, with a few blue edges near the water. Yeah. Uh, most of the people in the red counties feel they're being governed against their will, and there's a reason they are. So, when some well meaning but misguided uh, state legislator proposes, oh, I don't know, uh, red flag laws, which is, violates the Constitution, uh, the grand jury in his county of residence can uh, indict him. It's a presentment, is the technical term, uh, because he's committed perjury in violation of his oath of office. He swore to uphold and protect from all the enemies, foreign and domestic, and by uh, virtue of presenting that bill, he's violated that. We Take the court, convict him, take his property, get him out of office, and have us a special election. We do that, we get the chapters uh, in place, we get the grand jury and the militia in place at the county level. We then uh, press for 27 states to pass, uh, we call it America's First Rate. It was an amendment that was ratified, but Connecticut neglected to turn in their homework. And it changes uh, Federal Congressional District to 50,000 people. That and more, Tactical Civics. Join today if you have five bucks and you want to save the country.
0: I love it. TacticalCivics.com. Go and check it out. Trying to establish in every county across the nation and battling at that local level. That's exactly what we need is trying to get it back to the local level. Again, fighting off the hordes and the bullying and the control from the federal government. Bill, we appreciate that very much, my friend. We'll get you back on the show again here real soon because that's a fascinating organization. I love it. Keep up the fight and let us know how that goes. We'll get another update from you guys here again soon. Boy, that's up for us today. Back at it again next weekend across the nation. Until then, be your own voice reason. Enjoy your Labor Day weekend. Even though the socialists may have created it, you still can have a burger and pretend to like it, even with a beer that's not a Bud Light. Until then, be your own voice reason. This is The Voice Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio.